Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Jamie Samples, the CEO and founder of Yellow Barn Media. How are you, Jamie? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing well. I'm glad to hear that you're fantastic. Let's get started. All right. What does your agency do and how did you start it? So Yellow Barn Media almost started as just an accident. Honestly, I was working a full-time job and I was doing some networking and that's kind of when Facebook came, kind of came out with the business pages and no one really knew what they were doing. And I'm very social by nature. So I was like, I'm going to see what this thing is. I think it's exciting. And you know, any way to expand our network is a great thing. So I started doing it and people started asking me like, Hey, can you show us how to do it? Can we buy you lunch? And in exchange for showing us how to do it. So my agency, uh, we cater to the horse industry, so the equine industry, and we do social media marketing, email marketing, copywriting, anything. We do website development. Really, we do anything marketing related. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit too in a few minutes But uh, and how I leveled up. But uh, I have a lot of people that work for me now that work in their zone of genius. So I'm not trying to do everything. But um, yeah, we specialize in the horse industry and it's been, I've been doing it about 15 years and it's been so incredibly fun. Wow, that's amazing. 15 years. Does this have anything to do with your passions or like you said horse? So do you love riding horses or is there a story behind that? Yeah, so I, I grew up riding horses. Uh, so I've been riding like about, about 43 years or something. Um, so I've been riding a long time. And when I started the agency, I thought, well, I could just help everyone. And it had a different name at the time. I was like, I'm going to help the whole world, you know, change their business through social media. And then I met someone very smart and he's like, you need to find what you're passionate about and you need to find a niche and you need to niche down. Best advice ever. So mm. I was like, well, it's either that or dog training because I we grew up doing horses and dogs. Yeah. And I picked horses and I just ran with it. And it has been a huge blessing. Wow. I love that. You also said that you said that it, we have people who are in their zone of genius. That's amazing. When did you get to a point where you're like, okay, I need a team. It's time to expand. Yeah. So I literally winged it forever. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to wing it. Uh, by nature, I'm a little bit uh, frugal and thrifty. So I was like, I don't want to outsource. I'm just going to keep all the money and do everything myself. Um, at the same time, my agency kind of started to get some legs and really kind of get some momentum. Uh, we adopted our son through foster care. And so that's, if you know anything about that, that's kind of a, a whole animal in itself. So that took me away from kind of the business building and, you know, becoming a mom and doing it all, you know, doing it all. And yeah. so a couple of years into that, I was like, this is not sustainable, number one, sustainable, but it's also not sustainable for growth. And so I was like, I absolutely am a control freak, but I was like, I have to outsource and start finding people that are good at doing the things that, frankly, I don't love doing, but my clients need. So I just started networking. And when you first start outsourcing, sometimes you find people that, that work for you for a couple months, and they don't fit. Other times you find gems. And so I've been really blessed over the last like three to five years to have amazing people that work with me and collaborate with me on these projects. So it's been, again, it's been fun and it's an adventure, but definitely letting go of control and 
outsourcing to people I trust has been a game changer. Mm, that's huge. I hear that so often. Agency owners talk about that so often that they need to let go and trust that the people in place that they chose that align with them can do their job as well. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, you say networking. Did you go to any events? Were you browsing through social media? Can you expand? Yes, everything. So I have been networking since I was 10 years old. Um, I started my first business at 13. My dad taught me, like, basically, you learn how to look people in the eye, shake their hand, have character and integrity, and everything else will come. And so I, plus I'm very extroverted, so it's, it's, that part comes easy. But for me, I love learning about other people, no matter where I am. I've, I've met people that have become clients or I've collaborated with in the airport. So I meet people everywhere. But yes, um, I do travel and go to industry events, like marketing events and horse events as well. And then local networking groups. I've been a member of local networking groups. So I kind of get around, if you will, uh, Mm -hmm. as far as networking Mm -hmm. goes, whether it's online or in person, it's totally my jam just learning about people. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, business is people, but that's, that's so great that it comes easy to you. Would you say that at these events or those ways that you get your clients? Is it inbound, outbound, referrals, ads, social media? What's the process? Yeah, it's kind of a mashup of all of it. But what I find is when I can talk to someone in person, um, I'm not salesy. I don't like that. I'm not trying to sales pitch people. I'm literally trying to build relationships and see if there's a collaborative way, whether they need me or I need them, or maybe we just both can help each other. So I would say for me, the in-person has been fantastic and If I could give a little piece of networking advice to any extroverts out there, the best way to really just crush it at a networking event in person, find a wallflower that's scared to be there. Mm. Find them and go talk to them, love on them, ask them about themselves, and they will start. And then then from there, go introduce them around the room. Wow. That has been a game changer for me because I love people and it becomes easy. But if you're an introvert and it doesn't come easy, you have that feeling of like, this is not comfortable. And if you're the one that makes them comfortable, they will remember you forever. Forever. That's Mm -hmm. huge. What a great piece of advice. Where When that happened in previous like just times when you were out, has that led to client work or has it just led to, I mean, client work with referrals, word of mouth, just long-term relationships? Everything. Yeah. And and the thing is that's really exciting for me is and I have a very I'm a very excitable person by nature anyways, but it's nice when five years later you walk into an event and someone says, I will never forget that time when and a lot of it is just the connection. But to answer your question, yes, I've received business from it, but it's also just like I feel like it's good street cred because if they know someone maybe with a larger agency that needs to hire someone like me, they'll be like, oh my gosh, Jamie did this, this, this. And you have that, you have that street cred. So it's, and and plus for me too, everyone has been in awkward situations in their life or business. Mm -hmm. And when you feel awkward and there's that one person that makes that connection for you or makes it better, it's just a good feeling. So yeah, I can I can relate to that as well. I'll never forget the people who I mean, people don't really remember what you say. It's more how you made them feel. So that's so important. A hundred percent, yes. 
Yeah. Has the type of clients that you've that you've gotten changed since the beginning in the 15 years compared to now? Can you walk us through that? Yes, it most definitely has changed. Um, in the beginning, I think when you're a baby entrepreneur, you're just like, I have to get business. I will take anyone. I will take whatever business. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not a bad way to start because you kind of got to be scrappy sometimes. But I have learned over time to niche down even more. Like with each year, all the things that I learn, I kind of take notes. And so the people from the outside of the horse industry, they don't understand this piece of it. Like the horse industry, we don't all know each other. There's all these subsets. So for me, I have found, so for the easiest way to say is like there's a lot of English riders and there's Western riders. It's two disciplines of types of riding. And for me, I tend to gravitate more towards the Western side of the industry and also retailers. So yes, it definitely has changed because I was kind of helping in the beginning of my agency, I helped whoever. And then I was like, okay, I got to help the horse industry. And then from there, it's niched down really like Western retailers is this very small niche of the industry. So yes, it has changed. Um, also, as you grow your agency, your pricing changes. Mm. And so there are people now that just can't afford me or that choose not to, you know, level up. At, but what I do try to do is if they can't afford me right now, I, I also know a lot of other people in the industry that do what I do. Mm. that are maybe just getting started. So I'll send I'll send them to someone else. I have no problem doing that because there's enough business for all of us. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think it speaks to your integrity. Once again, just being able to do that. Would you say that's one of your core values within your agency? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and really, like I said, I mean, my dad and my mom too, like my whole family, but really character and integrity above all else. And everyone, I can make money. I could make five times as much money if I did things that other people did that just aren't right, but I won't do that because it's not a good long-term thing. And I want to be able to sleep at night and I want to do right by yeah. people. So. Yeah. So important. I mean, let's not sell our souls. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. What would you say your agency's expertise is? It has grown also from the beginning, right? Um, the main thing that I have grown in myself personally, my zone of genius is copywriting. And so I have learned that that's just kind of a God. I've always liked, I've always liked writing, but I have found that it's kind of God's gift where that's my zone of genius. I can take something that is a pile of coal and turn it into a diamond, whether it's for website, uh, copywriting for website or emails or social media content. But that's my sweet spot personally. And then as an agency for us, we just do a great job of putting together a, a very specific strategy for each business. We're not trying to do a cookie cutter, like choose from A, B, or C. Mm. We do everything custom. And I think clients need that and appreciate that. Mm. Can you expand a little bit more on everything custom? Sure. So, you know, there are a lot of, like if you go to, I don't even know, Best Buy or somewhere, and you have like, if you want to get a computer, there's five types of computers, right? But what if you need something very specific with three specific programs? I, I don't just want to go spend money for the fun of it. And when people come to me, they always, they don't have like thousands of dollars for marketing. And so when they come to me, we kind of look at like, I always teach that it's a wagon wheel. So your, your marketing is a wagon wheel and each of the spokes is something different. So you have email, you have copywriting, you have um, social media, you have outbound, inbound, networking, 
uh, website, TV, radio, you have all of that. But if, if an agent, if, if a business can't take and do a few of those things consistently and well, yeah, it's not going to work. I don't, when someone comes to me, I'm not like, let's do 97 things and just do them like half. We want to pick what that agency needs, where they're at and grow with them. So like, Hey, you need the very basic social media, maybe email marketing, and maybe we're going to set up a giveaway for them. And we're going to start there because that's what their budget allows. And then as they grow with us, obviously the goal is to make more money and we can add on and do more things as, as they grow with us. Yeah. But thank you for expanding on that. You know, you also mentioned copywriting for websites and emails. Did you see or could you gauge in the beginning that you would just get deeper into that in the beginning of your agency? Or has this just been with the times and just with change? <laughs> it has ebbed and flowed for sure. Um, yeah. Because when I started, it was literally just social media content. That's all I was doing is graphics and captions, nothing else. Mm. Because that's what was a need at the time. Yeah. But the more people I talked to when they came to me, I would look at everything and I'd be like, oh, heavens, your website, not good. Your sales funnel, you don't have one or you, you know. Yeah. So I would look at it holistically. And so basically what I did is I started Originally, I was like, well, I'm still going to do the social and then I'm going to send you out to these people that I know that do the things. Mm -hmm. But they were like, we really want a one stop shop. And so what I just what I do now is offer that and I work with contractors I trust. And so, you know, they get one bill. I'm their main contact person or someone on my team is their main contact person. And then there's but yes, to answer your question, it definitely changed over time. And yeah. I just added things into the agency as it made sense. I mean, if there was some random thing, I'm not going to have someone on call. But if it was like, okay, websites, we need someone that does websites and I'm not doing them. So who, who do I have that does them? So yes, it definitely changed over time. Yeah, I think that's so important, just being able to be flexible, especially as an agency owner and just go with the changes. You know, yes. what would you say you're currently learning right now to level up your agency? Well, it's, there's a lot of people, I think in marketing, especially that talk about mindset. And sometimes I'm like, you cannot, if you don't put on your overalls and work, you could have the best mindset ever. But like, if you're not willing to like get dirty and do the work, your mindset almost doesn't matter. So, mm. but I will say I have really been working on and, and reading a little bit about emotional intelligence because the more you level up, the more of a leader that you become, mm -hmm. you've got to become like, I can't level from six figures to seven if I'm a real crappy leader and I can't lead my team. So for me, I've been working on a lot of personal development and I have been my whole life. I'm like a personal development nerd, but I think if you can just shift whoever you are, it doesn't matter where you are in business or life. If you can start shifting 1%, like literally I want to be better today than I was yesterday. Yeah. and I think for me, it's just the emotional intelligence of learning how to deal with people, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But it's also about, because when you're leading a team, you're not always going to get along with people or there might be some hiccups yeah. here or there. But if you can learn how to really navigate and also build your people up. So for me, the, that whole piece of it, I've always been excited about. But the the more that I start to level up, the more I realize it's my responsibility to do right by the, my team first, my clients second. Um, you know, I pay my team before I pay myself. You know, I take care of my clients' work before I take care of my own. And 
I just, there's, there's of course strategy things I'm always keeping up with as far as marketing and what's going on with Instagram and Facebook. But I think if you don't have the, the proper foundation of mindset and you're not always developing that, I don't think you can level up, even if you have the best people and the best software and all of the best things, if yeah. your mind's not right. I think that's such an important conversation. I think it also kind of dabbles into just emphasizing on wellness and, you know, just the internal always pours out outwardly. You know, what has been some of the mindset noise, I guess you can say, that you've noticed over the years? Well, I think that everyone at some point deals with like imposter syndrome. Yeah. I, that's that's like a big word, right, in, in all of the things we do. A good example. So I I have, uh, if you talk to any of my friends or family, they're like, Jamie does not deal with confidence issues at all. Like I was raised as a pretty confident person. However, I'm still a person, right? Yeah. And an agency that I'm friends with just came out with a list of the top 113 like social media, like superstars. And I was reading through it and I was like, I'm not on it. Like, but I also like, so for a second, I was like, all of my friends are on it and I know where some of these wow. friends are oh. and I know what level they're at. And I was like, I'm kind of at a level. Like, I feel like I should be on the list. Yeah. However, so I had a minute, right? And so sometimes those things pop up. But for me, every conversation that I have with people, especially when I travel and network and go to these horse industries, you know, there's a country song because I'm a country girl, famous in a small town. And I, I just remind myself that in my own little niche of the horse industry, I am famous in a small town. When I go to events, people know who I am. And I think, but I think for me, it's more about what can I do for people? I want to always leave people better than I found them. Yeah. And if that's a client and I get money from it, great. If it's not, that's okay too. Like, I just want to bring joy to people. And for me, I firmly believe you know, God has given me this opportunity through my work to serve people with love and to serve my customers with love. And I think sometimes people are like, well, it's work. You can't like love people through what you do. And I was like, you can, and yeah. I'm doing it. And it makes a difference truly. Of course it makes a difference. So much impact we can just ripple out to people, just with our voices, our support, and, you know, just talking with them every day and whatever that their building. I love mm -hmm. that you were vulnerable. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important to be service-based and just to care about, you know, where you're going to leave the clients in the future. What would you say you're currently most proud of right now on your journey? Oh, um, well, I haven't, there's always a lot of little things. I, I feel like currently in my journey, I lately have been doing, I have leveled myself up in balancing, if you even can, uh, being a mom and a wife and running what is now a very successful agency. And um, in the last, well, let's see, right after 2020, um, my husband was able to quit his job and come home and he's a stay-at-home dad and I run my agency. And so for us as a family, I feel like if, like we're raising the next generation, you know, my son is eight. And so for me, there's a lot of work things I could be proud of. Like I could be like, hey, I'm getting great stats for Instagram for my client, which I am yeah. proud and I am doing that. But for me, I think it's what am I doing to make the entire world better, including my family? Because a lot of times entrepreneurs are like work, 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 which I love what I do. But I have to be like, I also 
need to make sure I'm working that hard with my son and my husband and my family. So I would have to say that, you know, just there's never like a 50-50 balance or a perfect balance, but I feel like I'm day by day doing a better job, making sure that everyone in my life feels important, not just my clients, which for people that are really uh, go-getters and entrepreneurs, sometimes that's challenging. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. You know, I can really relate to that as well. I think it's so important to just cherish what's going on in your life outside of what you do and outside of what you care about. And yeah, God gave you these gifts, but God also gave you people and, you know, support yes. and family. And that's so important. You know, on the flip side, what would you, what would you say your biggest rock to move on your journey to seven figures? <laughs> well, I think you know, I was talking to someone this morning and I was like, truly seven figures is realistically probably a little ways off for me. But I, I think my journey is slowing down. Mm. Like my, my challenge is slowing down and doing it slow and steady, doing it correctly, bringing in the right people, not getting ahead of myself. Cause like as a reg, you know, any agency owner can probably feel the same way. Like I'm a go-getter. I'm doing all the things. I'm a doer. And we get running and then we're like, oh, but like, what are we doing? Right? What's the plan? So I think for me, my challenge is literally slowing down and making sure that I'm taking account of all the things every day, every week, every month, every year, and making sure once I get to seven figures, like it makes sense and I'm not just bringing in all the money. Like I'm still doing the work that I'm doing today. So I think for me, literally the challenge is slowing down, which for most people is like, that's really weird. But I also know when I slow down, I do better. Uh, I do better by my, for myself and for the people in my life and my clients. And so I think for me, it's just slowing down, finding the right people. I mean, I could probably list 20 things, right? But (laughs) I would say slowing down and making sure I bring the right people to my team Um, and making sure that I'm doing the right thing by my finances as well. So those would be just kind of a couple of the things. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You know, it definitely isn't something that's common, you said, but I'm (laughs) glad that you're sharing and that listeners are hearing this fresh perspective. You know, I think it just sounds like a lot like intentionality, which will help you, you know, expand. What would you say just within the past few years has brought you to a place of, I guess, consistency where you're not like looking over your shoulders or a place of maybe stability within your foundation? Yeah. So the, the short version is I've always worked really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, when COVID hit, all of my clients dropped off but one oh. and my husband got laid off. So I was like, well, this would be cool. You know, as an entrepreneur, I was like, this is a new challenge. Yeah, And so that it was not the time to do it, but I was like, I'm hiring a coach because I don't like all my money. What I got it. Like I have to have someone cause I'm someone like if you hold my feet to the fire, like I'm very driven anyways, but when it comes to internally, the stuff I need to do, whether it's health and wellness, I worked with a coach for that. But for my business, I was like, I'm going to get a business coach to get in here and get under my skin. Mm. And I did that. And I worked with her for probably six or eight months. We met every week and we just worked on being intentional, looking at where my finances are going, looking at being smart and all of the, all of the things I've already been doing. Yeah. And then I just really made a commitment to start doing things 1% better. And, mm. you know, her and I just kind of hashed out some things that I needed to do for my business. And then I was like, listen, 
people are freaking out because no one knows what's going on with their business right now. But what I can do is just start encouraging them, creating content, uplifting them, you know, and, and so I did that because I was like, I don't know what else to do besides help people for nothing right now and build my business. Yeah. And so literally things started picking up as soon as Michigan opened up and everyone started calling. I started going to events again and literally I got to six figures in 2021. Wow. So, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, business coaching, you just have to find the right one. You know, some people are like, well, I had a bad experience, so I'm never doing it again. It's like someone who rides a horse and falls off because they rode with someone who didn't know anything. And like, I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Right. It's that one experience. But uh, for me, meeting with a coach, having her get under, like I gave her permission. I was like, get under my skin. Tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear and make sure I do the work. And I paid a lot of money and she did exactly that. And it was Aww. worth every penny. That's so great to hear. Mentorship is, it's valuable. And I'm someone who've actually experienced a bad experience with a coach before, but then also the upside, like a great experience with a coach. Mm -hmm. I think that it is about finding the right person. Absolutely. Can you just maybe walk us through what skill you had to just improve on over time, just given the 2020, given all the changes and uncertainty in the world? Yes. The squirrel syndrome. Uh, so that's what I call it. The person who gets distracted every five minutes. Um, I, like I don't have any like diagnosis of ADD or ADHD. Everyone that knows me is like, if you ever went in, you'd be certifiable. <laughs> um, but so I think for me, like I've always had a really difficult time. Like I have all the ideas and I'm like, let's, I'm a great starter. Like that's what I'm, I'm a great starter. Like you give me a project and I can like get a team to rally around it and get it going. But sometimes I get to the middle and I'm like, this is not exciting anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I saw that happening like year after year in my business where I'd start this one thing that was going to mm -hmm. be like the new best thing. <laughs> and she's like, you have to stop doing that. And so I think for me, that was probably, I knew that all along, but I, I wasn't at the point where. I could make myself stop because so now I'm just like, I'll get excited about something and I write it in my journal and I close it. That's it. And, you know, I have a few friends that I talk with every day that are entrepreneurs that we're, you know, we're best friends and we bounce ideas off each other. And I'll be like, Hey, in the scope of all the things that you know about me and my business, I had this idea. I want you to just put a pin in it and think about it. If you think it's something that would work for me, let's talk about it more, but I don't, stop what I'm doing and let myself get distracted. I stay on course with what I need to be doing. So, and I still struggle with that a lot, but I have much better control over that now. Mm, that's so important. You know, visionaries love the new, 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 like the excitement and the energy. Yes. It's so exciting. <laughs> but I mean, it sounds like you have a great support system. That's really good to hear. Has that really helped ground you, would you say? Yes. My, my family's very supportive. I mean, half of my friends and family still don't understand what I do, but that's like what happens. I think in the marketing world, people are like, you do like social media. Like, what do you do? I'm like, you've known me for 20 years. You still don't know what I do. Oh my but, gosh. <laughs> but yes, I'm, my husband is supportive. My family, um, very, very supportive. So that obviously as an entrepreneur is very, like, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, it's so important. How was it like leading your team? You mentioned contractors. Is it just contractors or how long have you been with them? Um, well, I have, it's kind of a joke because 
for like in 2021, all of my contractors, literally they were all named Lindsay, all of them. Like they were, <laughs> they were, so I was like, they're all Lindsay's. I don't know why, but so um, that's just a little weird side note. But um, I, most of them are with me, like have been with me about two to three years because I really didn't start bringing people on. Uh, like I would do one-off projects here and there, but like now I have one very talented contractor who she's got a team. And so I can just outsource almost everything to her and then her and her team work on it. Um, and then I have a couple like other contractors that do other very specific things, but I don't use them all the time if my clients don't need them. Um, so yes. And, and we don't, we don't do like any official like team meetings. We just talk back and forth during the week on what the projects are. Mm. And I've learned to let go. Mm. Once I get, this is the, this is the, what we need for this project. I send it off to them and I don't think about it again until they send it to me to review. Yeah. So that's one thing that I've gotten much better at too. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Lots> important. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, I really love this conversation. Do you have any last further advice for agency owners or your peers listening to this? I think the biggest, th there's a million things I could say. Yeah. I mm -hmm. think it really is like we live in a world where people are like, well, this is just who I am and I'm not going to change, which is okay. We all are who we are, but we all can be our better selves. And that's a little like woo-woo and I'm not into the woo-woo stuff. <laughs> but I think that this world, we hear a lot like it's okay, just you be you. And it doesn't matter if you have all these bad qualities. Like just look at yourself and yeah. – I will, let me just share this real fast. Yeah. So I am a talker, as you probably can tell. Mm -hmm. I get so excited when I get in a room of people and forever and ever, I, I just talk all the time because I love people and I want to learn. And yeah. I asked my best friend about six or eight years ago, I don't even know when it was. And I said, what is my worst quality? Like, tell me because I want to know. And she's my best friend. So she's she told me the truth. She's yeah. like, you talk over people and people that aren't like you feel like you're bowling over them and they feel disrespected and then all these other things. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. So I had to teach myself to not talk so much. I'm still myself. I can yeah. still talk. But I learned to start asking open-ended questions and shut up. And it's made me a much better person. And I can't tell you how many clients I've gotten because I shut my mouth. And I listened and I asked questions and that was, this is who I am. I'm always going to be this person, but I certainly can make myself a better person for other people. So that's a very long answer, but I think don't give in to the lie of like, you be you and whatever, like just try to be a little bit better. And if you want to ask one of your best friends, what your worst quality is, grab that information and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I love that it's thorough as well. We do hear that a lot with, with just the far end wellness, I would say just the be you be your authentic self, you know, you're perfect as you are. And that is like, yeah, no, I mean, it's so important to be vulnerable and to grow. And yes, you know, that's so important that you were able to ask that question. I don't hear that often. Yeah, it was not fun. But I will tell you about six months after that, I was on the phone with a client and it was like, I was training myself. I had stickers on my computer literally that said, shut up. Like I had to literally remind myself, like shut your face. 
And when I did, I talked to him and I was like, you know, I'm doing so good. And at the end of the conversation, he said, can I tell you something? And I didn't know this guy from Adam. We talked for like 30 minutes about his business. And he said, Jamie, I traveled the globe. I've been in worldwide meetings all over the place. And he said, I've never felt more heard than I did today. Wow. I was like, say again, are you talking to me? I mean, you know, I didn't, but I stayed very professional, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing 1% better than I was. So mm. it works when you work a program like that in your own mind. <laughs> That's so important. What, when was that in your years? Like 15 years? Was that the oh, middle? That, it was probably about, I would say probably about 12 years ago. It was a couple years in because he was one of kind of like my first bigger agency guys. Yeah. And I ended up working with him for probably three or four years until he retired. But oh. he was like, you, I've not heard anyone listen so well and retain the information that I'm saying because mm. I taught myself to like repeat it back whether I had to take notes, it didn't matter. And I always laughed at myself because I would, when I would go to networking events, clearly I can't like have shut up stickers like in front of me at like a physical event. Yeah. And so I would write it on the inside of my hand and I would put like, you know, whatever I had to do oh, to remember. Yeah. So, so important. It, yeah. It Dedicated. seems silly, but it worked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've loved this conversation. How can people get in contact with you? <laughs> uh, yellowbarnmedia.com. All of my contact information is on the website. And like I said, if anyone just wants to connect, chat, collaborate, whatever, I would be game for it. I love meeting other people in all kinds of industries. Yay. Thank you so much, Jamie. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you. You as well. I appreciate you having me on.